and you're going to walk into rooms and change atmospheres because of the hell that you walked through. And that hell made you come out on fire. It ain't over. You just got to get up. It's about time because we're going there. Welcome back to another episode of We're Going There. I am so excited. And I was previously talking to the guest who was on today's show. And I said, I will move whatever day, whatever time zone to get you on this season because I think nobody typifies new beginnings like you. Most people will know our guest today as Real Talk Kim. But today, I want to pull back the layers and get to know Kimberly Jones, author, podcaster, preacher, woman of God, and literally living her best life in this season. Please welcome to the show, Kimberly Real Talk Kim. Kim Jones, thank you for being on the show. I am so honored to be here with you. You hear me so stinking honored. Okay, well, we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. We're going to dive right into it. Now, I'm going to let all of our listeners know, I personally, I love bringing on guests that I have relationship with because if I know them, there's relational collateral, there's good synergy, there's good energy. Now, here's the thing. Everyone's going to find this out right now. We have never met IRL in real life. We've never met in real life, but yet I feel like I know you. I know it's crazy. So I, I used, I mean, I've for years stalked you because I just love how funny you are. There's not a lot of (laughs) preachers like me and you, you know what I'm saying? That can cut jokes and have them cry in the next second and really sit in people's laps. So I was like, man, I like this Bianca lady. And then one day Nicole Crank connected us. Yes. And I promise you, if it hasn't felt like you and I have been BFFs forever, like it just is that connection. And I'm thankful for that because God does that. God sends thankful. people in our lives yes. that he thinks we need. And and I'm thankful. so grateful. And like, honestly, I'm very, I'm cautious that I back foot in relationships that I'm not familiar with because I never want to intrude. But when Nicole connected us, it was via uh-huh. text message. I was like, I, I hope Real Talk Kim is okay with me having her <laughs> cell phone number. And then I texted Nicole you. Nicole didn't ask neither one of us. She just yeah, was like, y'all have to meet. <laughs> And we love her for it. We love yes, her for we it. Do. She's been on the show before uh-huh. and her episode slayed. I love that just kindred spirits, kindred folks come together. There's good natural conversation. And yeah. so I want to say of you publicly, what I have learned privately about you is that you are a woman who is tenderhearted. You are generous with your time. The godly person that people see on stage doesn't even doesn't even hold a birthday candle to the person that you are off the platform. And yeah. so no, I'm serious. I really, I really am. I, w- I was able to reach out to you in a moment of, of, if I'm honest with you, a moment of desperation and just saying, hey, yeah. like, how are you leading through this right now? And you are yeah. so gracious, so kind, and so prayerful. So I'm excited about where we're going to go in this season. And you know, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm like, go, girl, go, go. <laughs> you, you're slaying it too. What? Well, my hope is that everyone feels like a B12 shot in the arm after the conversation Uh because it's two crazy women that are going to turn up and have a good time. (laughs) Uh, This season, we are talking about new beginnings. And I want to, you know, people can hop online. They could see you on Instagram. They can see you on TikTok. They can see you on YouTube. I mean, your content from prayer, morning prayer calls to think tanks, to leadership conversations, to pastoral roundtables. I mean, there isn't a place that you are not in right now. What people see right now doesn't really give us a full robust picture of who they were and how they got to be this person. And yeah. so we, we love, we love the hair. We love the lipstick. <laughs> we, we love the, you in this season, but uh, this wasn't always you. No. And I would like to go back to maybe some poignant places of pain that 
made you who you are today. So this, yeah. the theme is new beginnings. I want to talk about before, before the metamorphosis of you as this gorgeous butterfly, <laughs> let's talk about those hairy crawly seasons of the yeah. caterpillar moments. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because I've really been talking about it a lot lately because I just had a new book released. And when you release something that you've literally walked through and birthed who you are from that book, you talk about things. And I was reminded of, I was raised in, in a very strict religion um, where women couldn't preach. My mom Mm -hmm. was a wallflower. My dad looked like he stepped out of GQ and she was just like a hobbit. She just took care of us. And I remember being raised thinking, man, God, you hate women. And then I heard that it was Eve's fault. (laughs) Eve made this man eat an apple and apples ain't even good without peanut butter. And so I'm just like, man, God, you hate it. You hate women. Somewhere in my head, I began to resent God. I began to resent the religion we were in. I began to see that we were the only ones in this religion going to heaven. And I didn't like anybody in this religion. I remember thinking one day, y'all are the most miserable people Mm -hmm. on the planet. And I don't want to go to heaven with y'all. Y'all a bunch of hypocrites. And so it was like the enemy was after me at a young age, Bianca. I was in special ed my whole life, like literally special ed. I never got my hooked on phonics. Still don't know where commas go. If you <laughs> if you read my statuses, you're like, what the crap is she trying to say right now? Because you got to be in the Holy Ghost because everything's run on sentences. And those moments when I look back and I really had to dive deep all the way up until I was 36, I married a guy in Bible school at World Harvest Church and Pastor Rod was like, don't you marry him. You're going to jump out of the fire because I just gotten out of a relationship that I ran away at 18 and got in. He's like, don't you dare marry that boy. You're going to end up in hell. I'm telling you. And I ran away at three o'clock in the morning and went and married this guy. Now, oh my goodness. I was Wait, just one of these. what age was this? This was at 20. Okay. But okay. Bianca, I had already been married at 18. Like I literally ran off with the kid in our church. I'm telling you, I never, I just was like, you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And so that thing, my mama says, girl, that marriage lasted, the the wedding lasted longer than the marriage (laughs) because I was going to Tepic, Natarit, Mexico at 18, Bianca. I was like, I'm going to be a missionary wife. Oh my I goodness. got to try to, to, to peak now to reap Mexico. And I was like, dad, come get me. He's like, no, girl, you married. Well, that thing didn't last but a few months. But the, the this one was my baby's daddy. And I loved his guts, man. Like he, he was, I felt so lucky to have him. I mean, we had two beautiful kids. We were married for 18 years. But all of the baggage that I got from my young years carried on into that relationship. And I was so determined not to become my mom, Bianca, that I told him for 18 years, I don't need no man. I woke up one day and they have one. I was like, what <laughs> you don't need no man. Well, well, the fact was we had left God. Sin took us further than we wanted to go, cost us more than we wanted to pay, kept yeah. us. And I ended up back with my mom and dad at 36 years old Mm. with my two sons, Lincoln and Morgan. I had sang on some of the biggest platforms in the world. Never dreamed in a million years that God was going to use me to preach ever. That was not even on my radar because women couldn't preach. And so here I am back at my mom and dad's angry at the world. Couldn't buy cheese with my credit. People talking about me. I mean, I was just like... 
I remember laying in my bed one night, and this is one of the turning points, Bianca. I was laying in my bed. It was probably about at 38 years old now because I'd been at Mom's Mad for two years. And uh, about 38, I was laying in my bed one night, and I said, God, I need, I need help. Like, I'm angry. I, I'm trying to do a quiz on Facebook, and I can't even tell you what my favorite color is or my favorite, my favorite food. And mm. I've lost me trying to get people to love me that was never supposed to love me. I never asked one time, is this who I should marry? I never, I just was looking for love. And one thing I discovered that night was the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use the areas on the inside of you that you never deal with. And I laid in that bed that night and I said, God, take this pain away from me. And I heard Bianca, God say to me, I can't take this pain away. You got to get up and walk away from it. Mm. Girl, it took me probably another two years of just unlayering junk. I'm working at Bloomingdale's. I turned 40 years old. I'm putting makeup on people. I still, I look like all of this right now, but I'm just learning how. My, I'm just, just Bianca, I'm just get where I can make my eyebrows kind of twins. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never been able to do makeup. I'm sitting here at Bloomingdale's having to do makeup. And I decided to start working on me. And mm -hmm. I stopped pointing fingers at other people. And I'm, I'm pushing 40 years old now, man. And I was letting God clean me out. And I was forgiving my parents. Because you just don't know what you hold on to. Yeah. You know, trying to fit into places. And you just, that religion. And then people talking about you. And you just got all this anger. But I remember in that season, God spoke to me. And he said, let your character outlive the lies. Let your mm. fruit, let your fruit speak for you. And it's been now, I'm just turned 51 years old. That's and right. And it's been, girl, it's been 10 years of literally, I'm finding me and I'm loving Kim. <sighs> and you don't got to wait until you get it all together, y'all. You just start right now. Start where you are. Start in your mess. Start in the middle of your mess. Just don't stay there putting a Band-Aid on your life. Get up. If you don't like your life, change it. And stop allowing mm. other people to validate you who aren't even valid in your life. And that's what mm. I did. And that's what I'm continuing to do. And I'm living my best life, man. I, I love this. And so this is really where I want to jump into. So finding you after losing you. That's, yeah. I think there's so many people right now. I'm talking to so many people in, in church and culture online that are like, I just, I don't even know who I am anymore. I feel like I've lost myself. And yeah. even those that are in happy relationships, but they feel like they've lost their self or maybe yeah. they're in a season of motherhood. They feel like they lost their self or they are in a new job and they feel like they've lost themselves. And so we can say, you know, don't, don't rely on others to validate you who aren't even validating your oh, life, but, but we do. And so for you, you said something key. I want to go back to you. You said that you started to pull back the layers. Yeah. And so what was your step into kind of like this waking up in your parents' house, waking up in this random job, doing something that you're not even skilled to do and, and saying, okay, this is, this isn't me. How did you find you after losing yourself in the identity of others and the dreams of others, or even just in the desire of others. Yeah. I really had become other people's expectations. You know, in this religion, we were raised to get, you get married, have kids. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. And I fell in that gap. And whenever I started coming out of that hole, Bianca, it was literally me saying, I've hit rock bottom. Like I'm here. Like I can't even buy cheese with my credit. Like I have done everything they said I did. 
but I ain't staying here. And it was yeah. like, I began to lay hands on myself every night. And I would say, God, help me forgive. If I died mm. right now, nobody would even give me a Facebook memorial page. Like I have no <laughs> friends. I have no friends. I have put all these people in the balcony. I don't let people close to me because I'm so afraid of abandonment and hurt and disappointment. So I would lay hands on myself every night. And I would just say, God, let me learn to love me again. Like, let, mm. I don't even know who I am. Mm. I, and, I, and I even told him, I said, you need to show me 25 things that's good about me so I can do that Facebook quiz. Like, <laughs> show me who I am. Like, listen, I was like in the, in the knit grit and I did it every day, Bianca. I would like every single night of my life, I'd pray for my ex, but I would pray he'd get killed with a train. I was like, <laughs> kill him. Kill him with the train. Because I knew if a train killed him, Benny Hill couldn't bring him back to life. And God was like, you do know you got to forgive, girl, because you are ratchet. I need you to be righteous. That's how I did it. I just started praying over myself. And I said, God, I know one thing about you. Out of all those stories in the Bible, mm. you never, you use people with the worst past to create the best futures. Nobody wakes up and wants to walk through divorce. Nobody mm. wants to be ugly and mean. Hurt people hurt people, but God, you're going to heal me. And when you heal me, I'm going to reach back down and pull every single person I can out of hell. Mm. So chop, mm. chop, let's do it. And girl, I started feeling God forgiven. I, he put that forgiveness in my heart. I wasn't praying God kill him anymore. It's just like, God, don't kill him, just hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got completely delivered and I started looking different. I literally yeah. started like, God, I, I, I put in the work. Bianca, I read books. I, I would get on, 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 on people's Zooms and never knew I was even in the room. I literally got people in my life that were where I wanted to be, that I still hadn't met some of them, but they were, they were people in my life that God had sent as voices Absolutely. that spoke to me. And so I just put in the work and I was like, I ain't staying here. I ain't staying on welfare. I ain't staying at my mama's house. I'm going to buy my, my house. I, I never dreamed still he was going to let me preach that I was doing and, the work. And, okay. So this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing for somebody that is on a treadmill or they're stuck in traffic or they're in their cubicle. They're listening to this, like a, a, a pivot point for you, a metamorphosis, you going into this proverbial cocoon moment. This is, she's in her cocoon era. She's in her yeah. covered era. Uh, but it, it started off with, with my feeling, mohawk. Uh, and your and your, and your mohawk, which, which by the way, I love the hair now, but I do miss your short hair. You could rock a short I hair look. You I, really I miss could. it sometimes too. I'm uh, telling you. Serious. It looked good. Not everyone can wear that short haircut, uh -huh. but you did. You rocked it. Yeah. But this is what I heard that you allowed yourself to feel the feelings of anger, resentment, frustration, sadness. Yeah. But then you stepped into a season of forgiveness. And then from a season of forgiveness to a sense of discovering who you are by asking God to reveal who you are. So there's a supernatural yeah. download God revealed who I, who I am, loving yourself, and then finally educating yourself, whether it was yeah. reading books or getting into Zooms or building relational collateral with people. Like This is very practical. Like, you're very narrative in how you're talking, but I'm listening to you and I'm pulling out these points for someone who's out there that just feels like you. They're in this dead-end job. They're living where they don't yeah. want to live. They feel betrayed. Listen, it starts old. with- You the, feel the, old. <laughs> Listen, you know what I'm saying? Because but, the enemy but, will start telling you, you're 40, yes. girl. You're through. And now look oh. at you at 50 in a whole <laughs> in a whole other era, like, get, looking finer than China, over here aging like wine, getting better with I age. Am. Can I'm I say that? It. Can I say uh -huh. that? Yes. I'm getting it. Okay. So 
there is this rediscovery of who you are. There is this awakening to God gifts. And this is where I want to step into because I think that sometimes people come to what feels like a funeral, what feels like a death without realizing that we serve a resurrected savior who wants to resurrect calling and potential and purpose. So you go through this death of a marriage, this death of a dream, uh, death of hope. You're living at home. You can't afford to buy cheese, boop, boop, boop. (laughs) And then, and then you go through this healing journey, but then you're stepping into something. So this death has led to a rebirth. And what I, what I, I know, and now most people know Real Talk Kim, you have an outstanding social media presence. You are invited to some of the be- biggest platforms. You are yeah. writing books and you're podcasting. And what you had said earlier was that you wanted to pull people, you wanted to snatch people out yeah. of hell and you're Ooh, doing I'm that. So what I'm hearing that. is your potential, you stepping into your purpose. So somebody who feels like they are in this funeral season of their life, <laughs> they this could be flipped. The, the, the script it's could be flipped. be flipped. And so- you stepping into this role as a preacher in a podcaster and with a background that said women couldn't do this, especially yeah. a woman with a peppered past. Let's just be honest. Yes. We yes. as Christians, we love to judge. Oh my God. Yes. We love to judge. So talk us through, walk us through. What did you do that made you actualize? Wait a minute. I am called. I am purpose. There is potential for yeah. my life to step into my purpose. What was the, the switch that was flipped? Was it a person? Was it a situation? Yeah. Was it a divine download? Talk to us. You know, I began to, at my job, I began to, God was doing such a caterpillar to a butterfly in my life. Wait, is this that, at Bloomingdale's doing makeup? Yes. Listen, <gasps> I hate, I hated, I hated makeup. I, for four years, I was at this job and every day driving this job going, I hate this job <laughs> for a year. I mean, five, one hour, one eight, one hour coming home for four years. And then finally on that fifth year, I was like, all of a sudden, I, there was a lady sitting in my chair. Her name was Eleanor. And Eleanor was sitting there talking to me about after 13 years of marriage, her husband left with her best friend. And right after it happened, she got cancer, lost both of her breasts. And I am sitting there because I have an awakening, because I'm realizing that God, as long as I got a pulse, God's got a plan. Like I know that if he goes to the woman at the well, he going to come see me too and use me. But I didn't know how I was going to do it. So I'm talking to Eleanor and I'm telling Eleanor, man, I'm just pouring out my light, my heart to her. I ain't no more putting no makeup on her because then I didn't know how to do makeup. I was just brushing her with empty brushes. Girl, you're so beautiful. You don't even need no makeup, just a little bit of bronzer. But she started to cry. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't know what I feel right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. She says, but, uh, but thank you. And she got a bottle of lip gloss. Next, the Friday after that, five days later, she comes walking back in my store looking like a totally different human being. And she comes up and I said, Eleanor, you can't bring that lip gloss back because I'm killing it over here with lip glosses. I'm, I've got a, I got a whole, the Estee Lauder's looking at me right now because everybody was taking lipstick and that was it, lip gloss. And she goes, no, Kim, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to bring it back. She said, I've gone to a therapist for the last 13 years and something that you did last Friday in that chair, I don't even know, or last Monday in that chair, I don't even know what you did, but I got up and I've taken my life back. I feel like I've never felt my life. I opened mm. my blinds. She mm. said, and I'm just going to come sit back in your chair every week. And just, I thought, oh dear God. <laughs> At that moment, I realized that what I was going through wasn't even for me, Bianca. 
that God knew before I ever was even, I thought my mother's womb that I was going to finally get it together, man. <laughs> I was still going to have some pitfalls, but I was going to get it together. And I was going to have some oil on my life called authenticity. Yes. It was going to be a place of me not being embarrassed to talk about what I walked through and that I would reach down to the broken and pull them up. And man, when I tell you something happened to me that moment, it was like, God showed me, Kimberly, your best is just beginning. Come and on. I said that day, if I got to stay right here, girl, they started elevating me in Bloomingdale's. <laughs> and all of a sudden they gave me an office. I was in the office as as the estate as the uh, whole cosmetic assistant to the boss. So they wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. We all have to we all have to hear this. The woman who didn't know how to apply makeup got elevated with an office at Bloomingdale's, not Target, not CVS, not Blaine Ready. No, at Bloomingdale's. Okay, yeah. I just needed everyone to hear gonna, that. I was going to practice laying hands on people, but I needed an office to do it. <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay, so you get elevated and doors are yeah. up, opening up in the secular space. Yeah. Okay, and then what happens next? So I am at this time, I am literally sitting on the side of the road and I broke down. I call it my 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 Bentley. It looked like a Bentley, <laughs> but it was a 300 Chrysler. <laughs> this thing, Bianca, this thing would be overheating every day because I lost my Mercedes in that divorce. I lost my $500,000 house in that divorce. And oh. it, I'm sitting on the side of the road in this gold 300 Chrysler with smoke coming out of my car. And by this time, I'm doing videos because every time it would over heat in the Atlanta traffic, I'd have to sit on the side of the road and I'd always pull out my phone. I'd be like, are you sitting on the side of the road in your empty, your hot car overheating and you feel like God forgotten about you? Oh, you want to give up, but you ain't giving up. You go get up. You go get And them things were going viral, Bianca. Stop. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that yes. part of the story. <gasps> That's how I, it, it was literally, and, and, and this is for somebody watching today. You having to move back in with your mama. You driving a car that's overheating every day. You getting a divorce. Yo, this is all a part of God's plan or it wouldn't be happening. So mm -hmm. though you might have caused the storm, God's going to use it to get you to that place that you need to be if you just keep moving. So those videos went viral, Bianca, and I got to move in that office. And man, it was like those people started watching this girl that was hood. I'd be drinking with everybody and they naying and not pray praying. And all of a sudden, Bianca, I was getting delivered, man. And I was walking through there just praying over people. And it was like I got so saved. And that's and that and that broke down season of my life because I got sick of being down. I got yeah. sick of listening to what other people said about me, and I started going to the to the man. I stopped taking it to the phone and took it to, uh, to the throne, and I began to believe God for my miracle. Believe God that He was going to use me. Man, those people be coming to my office. I'd be like, shut that door, and I'd be like, shut that door, <laughs> You know, the devil was so mad. He was like, man, this white woman, like <laughs> I should have taken her out when I could have. And that's exactly what I've done. And I've been climbing ever since, Bianca. I, I'm just. I won't I'm quit. No, no. First of all, first of all, girl, I love that about you. I think that's why we connect because grit don't quit. It's the grittiest <laughs> people quit. that God will use to uh -huh. accomplish big things. Not because yeah. we're the most talented or the most favored or the most anointed. We just refuse to quit. <laughs> we're just still going to be here. <laughs> yes, because you know what, Bianca? The thieves don't rob empty vaults. Like the devil's not fighting you 
because you're weak. He's fighting you because you're strong. Like there's mm. something in you that he wants you to not get to. So that should make you go even harder. Like just pull your big old thick thigh and just keep going. (laughs) Okay. So in this season of your life, God has continued to open up many doors. And I actually, this was in your your 40s. These doors started opening. But now as you enter into this new decade, I always tell people, give God a decade. Just see what God can do in your life in one decade. And so here we are a decade later. What, What is something that in this season of your life, that feels almost like a death or a loss, but now you are beginning anew. You are yeah. beginning again. You are, there's this new beginning that is birthed in. What is, what is the new iteration, the 5.0 version of you in this season? You know, I am completely who God created me to be in this season. Like I have, mm-hmm. I have found my soft girl air. I love it. I'm pastoring. I'm not a micromanager anymore. I just trust God, trust my staff. I just love the place I'm at. I've I've, I've fallen in love after uh, all these years. I've got a sweet man that God has brought into my life and I'm just enjoying dating. You know, I'm enjoying uh, all these fun things that I'm getting to do in my life that I never allowed myself to do because I was so addicted to ambition. And Mm. now I'm just free, man. Now I'm just, God, you're writing this song and I'm dancing along and showing everybody out there that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what background of a family you came from. God knows your name. And he is just waiting to let you be the generational curse breaker in your family. And now I'm getting to watch my whole family get to enjoy this whole journey, you know, they work with me and my kids are in ministry with me. Oh, what um, a dream. This yes. is a dream. Yeah. Okay. So I just have to reverse, I have to reverse this for a second. So you grew yeah. up in a, in a denomination, you grew up in uh, a religion that was, I don't want to say anti-woman, but they were. Okay. All right. You said it, not me. Praise God. And we're not going to, we're not going to say the name. We're not going to say were. the church. We're not going to no, say no, anything. No, no, that, like, no. But like, what was the switch that flipped in your mind that you went from women can't to I'm going to do it? Well, you know, I saw it whenever I was seven. Like my dad would tell the story of me with all my baby dolls and I'd line them up and he'd said, I'd be listening to you with my heart breaking. My daddy won't let me preach, but I'm going, I'll, I'll at least be a worship pastor. So you said always, this as a child? Yes, at seven. <gasps> I was telling my baby dolls, Bianca, like oh. my daddy won't let me preach. I know I'm called to preach, but my daddy won't let me preach because women can't preach. So I guess I'll be a worship leader. Wow. (laughs) So I felt it. You know, I felt it. I felt called. I felt that leadership ability. Girl, I was I was taking stealing suckers. I wasn't stealing them because they were free at Shoney's. But you know how as preachers, <laughs> all, the preachers always go eat after church so my parents would take us to Shoney's? I'd be stuffing my bag with them suckers and go to school and sell them for 25 cents. So I've always been a leader. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. <laughs> and so I guess what it was, was it was, it was the Eleanors, you know? And, mm. and, and the cool thing about it is... I never thought that I would be pastoring, but the coolest mm. thing about it is my father, before he died three years ago, got to watch me mm. pastoring. And Bianca, he was so proud of me. I remember I was preaching at Jensen Franklin's 
one Sunday and he had gotten dementia. So he was kind of becoming a little boy, you know, at this point. And I remember he stood up and said, that's my girl. And so he, I got to get all of that, what I desired for so long. I knew he was really proud of me. And Mm. so I guess that was the switch was God, wherever you lead me, I'll go. Mm. And girl, I got on a a show called Preachers of Atlanta, which was, but that's where I really started preaching. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself on this Preachers of Atlanta show on Oxygen. And after I got on it, I was like, oh, (laughs) and I remember telling telling the producers, I was like, y'all know I ain't going to hell for nobody. (laughs) Because when I came out, I got real saved. And that shows what really pushed me into where I am now because wow. I didn't lose my salvation. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go one foot into the world, one foot out. Like mm. I was strong on that show for Jesus. Yeah. And that's really when God really began to open the windows of heaven over my life. Mm. And now I'm a full whole pastor of a thriving church, limitless church right here in Atlanta. Super proud that and honored, privileged. Mm. I go there all the time and look around and think y'all all could have went to any church, man. Mm. Y'all come here. Yeah. It's humbling, isn't it? It's humbling. We both get to lead communities. I'm in California. You are in Georgia. But like leading the people of God and loving the people of God is an honor. And we get to go and sow in different fields and speak in different places. It's lovely. But there's nothing like coming back home. (laughs) We may not have the best. I don't know what your church is like. We don't have the best technology, the best lighting, the best stage. It's Uh -uh. none of that stuff. But we, I feel like we have the best people. You know, God is so good. And coming home, it's literally that. It's coming home. So this is what I want to do. Well, Bianca, men, you are also a lot of light because we don't have all the say all that as you just said, but we're also just sitting here talking to each other on a phone without a podcast crew. <laughs> and yet our pot, look, we got our phones. So Come that on. person thinking today that you got to have all the lights and all the you staff. Don't. No, you don't. No, you, you just got to have the oil, baby. <laughs> just start talking. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm looking at you. I'm just going to say, someone listening to this, they need to hear that they look greasy. The oil is on you. You might not see it, but you greasy. greasy. Come on. on. Waffle house greasy. Yes. Okay. So there's somebody listening. I know right now that feels like they want to find them after losing them. And so as we wrap up, will you speak to that person, that man, that woman who's young or old that is listening in the United States of America or listening in Europe, wherever they're at right now where they feel like, I feel so far from me. I feel like I've lost me. Will you... Walk in your anointing. Will you walk in your grace? And will you speak to that person? Give them a word of encouragement and the desire to discover who they are in this yeah. season, this new beginning. You let me tell you something. All of you watching today, I do not believe in coincidences. I believe that this was a divine appointment just for you to hear that your ladder shall be greater. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, it says that he is working all things together for your good. See, you need to discover that every single thing that has happened in your life, every storm, every trial, things that were on your dream board that you never ever thought you would lose and you might be walking in a season of loss and have to start all over again. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta put one foot in front of the other. The Bible Mm -hmm. also says that he's a lamp unto our feet 
feet and a light unto our path. He is not a strobe light. You have to move even if you're scared. Sometimes you're going to feel like a turtle stuck in peanut butter. Like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But if you lay hands on yourself every day, Every day, spend time with God and lay hands on yourself and say, God, today I'm your will and vessel. I don't know what you're going to do with this hell. I don't know what you're going to do with this mess. But one thing I know you're going to do is you're going to turn my scars into stars. You're going to take my pain and you're going to turn it into a pulpit. You're going to make these wounds become wisdom. I'm going to become a best-selling author. I'm going to start businesses. I'm going to be the first one in my family to break generational curses. I speak over you today. That today is where you began. Today is where you realize that as long as you ain't dead, God ain't done. Let go of the past. Begin to lay hands on yourself every day and say, Lord, clean my heart. Take all the anger. Take all the bitterness. Take all the shoulda, couldas, and wouldas. Take all the shame off me. Come on, that's a big one. You got to take the shame. Let God take the shame off of you. And then pray for God to get you free from what people think about you. Lay hands on yourself. Give yourself a healing line and just say, God, help me have a muffle over my ears and a spiritual eye glasses where I'm not stuck on what people think about me. I don't need people's approval. I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to give the devil a, a black eye every single day because I'm going to get up. My kids shall call me blessed. I will start walking around saying I would die for my kids. Instead, I'm going to live. I speak that over you today. We come into agreement with you today. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put 10,000. We're speaking life over you. And God is going to bring you out of this place. And you're going to go from that beautiful caterpillar into the most glorious butterfly. And you ain't going to be taupe and khaki, baby. You're going to be hot pink, yellow, magenta, lime green. And you're going to walk into rooms and change atmospheres because of the hell that you walked through. And that hell made you come out on fire. It ain't over. You just got to get up and move your big old thick thigh. Just move it. But don't you stay where you are. Stop thinking about all that's behind you. Stop trying to figure out what you could have done differently. Nothing. Just get up and go forward because nothing behind you is greater than all the goodness that God's going to bring in your life because you're still here. So get up today. Listen, listen, there is no better way to wrap up today's show than with that word of encouragement. There is somebody yeah. who's listening that got a shot in the arm of B12. I I stand and I call you blessed. I stand and say that you're anointed. Yes, I stand in gratitude for who you are. Thank you for pouring into this community. Real talk, Kim. Kimberly Jones looking <laughs> fresh to death. I you're mean, gorgeous. From the top of your head so to the point of your beautiful high heeled shoes. We appreciate you today. I say thank you for your time. Thank but more God. importantly, thank you for living the life that is not only inspiring, but encouraging and educational to, for those that need a new way to get back up. So for more information, how can people stay connected, follow you, find you and love you online? I am all over every social media platform as Real Talk Kim. And I am, I got a great store with clothes, man. I got books. I got all kinds of stuff at realtalkkim.com. And if you're ever in Atlanta, I pastor Limitless Church in Fayetteville, Georgia, right across from Whitewater High School. And we would love to love on you. That's how you stay in touch with me. 
I love it. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you. And I cannot wait to visit you in I Atlanta. I to do, girl, we got to have girls trip or something. We, uh, come on. I, listen, I follow <laughs> you online and I creep your stories and I'm like, listen, I like how she does. I like how she vacations. I oh, like yes. how she vacations. So oh, I'm inviting yes. myself. Absolutely. Real I'm, talk, I'm Kim, in. I love and appreciate you. I Thank you for you. your time.